Hey there. Thank you for tuning in to the Broke Down Podcast. This is episode 12. And if you are coming back, thanks for coming back. And if you're new to the podcast, thanks for checking us out. We have two good episodes this month. We're going to split the January into two separate episodes. We'll get to part two in two weeks, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. Before we get into part one, I will tell you that it is New Year's Eve right now, and by the time you hear this, of course, it's January 2018. So uh, here's hoping you and yours a wonderful, happy new year. I went to New York City and saw one of the fish shows and did a live podcast event with the HF Pod guys. I was terribly late thanks to Amtrak, so shout out to Amtrak, getting you there when they feel like it. It was a lot of fun. I met a lot of kind people. Hopefully, I said hi to one of you. Uh, Hopefully, somebody out there listening is listening because they found a sticker in their pocket in the morning after the show and said, huh, broke down podcast. What's that? And here you are. So hopefully that is the case. And if that is, welcome. So we'll we'll get right into the thing. I've got my friend Andy, who uh, you may know from the uh, September 72 episode. We did a few episodes back. He is back with us again, and we picked up a completely different theme and found some cool stuff to play. And I won't spoil it now, although you probably know from the website or the app you downloaded it, but I'm not going to get too far into it here. Uh, Instead, I'll just say uh, if you enjoy the podcast, it would be a huge help if you were to go to your iTunes or your other form of listening place, Stitcher. There's uh, got to be somewhere else that I posted this. Leave us a review. Click all the stars. That would really not only help me, but also... Uh, It would help other people find the podcast, and that is what we want. We want to expand this community and get more people listening and get you guys involved. Um, We'll talk more about how to get you guys involved in the coming weeks. Otherwise, you could also reach out to me. I'm on Twitter at BrokeDownPod, and we're on Facebook under BrokeDownPodcast. Please uh, check out both things. You'll see different content in both places. Most of the time, I'm on Instagram too at uh, Broke Down Pod, and of course we have an internet web page, which is brokedownpodcast.blogspot.com. There you will find show notes where we talk about whatever we're talking about in the episode. So if you hear me mention a blog or other things later on, it's that's where you can go find that link. Lastly, thank you so much for listening. We will uh, be back in a couple weeks, but first, let's cut over to the interview with Andy. Thanks. All right, so here I am. I'm sitting with Andy once again. This time we are in my house in the uh, the echo chamber of a dining room that I have. Andy, thanks for joining me. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Always fun to hang out with you. So uh, Absolutely. Um, I hope you're enjoying the ambiance of the Christmas lights and everything I got turned on. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Lights everywhere. A little, little post-holiday <laughs> vibe going on. Yeah, so. yeah. The presents are opened and the boxes are sagging and we're wondering why they're still lying on the floor and <laughs> and uh, the Christmas tree is getting a little droopy. But, it's holding um, up pretty well, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, we are here and uh, this is a January episode or episodes, as it were. We're going to split this into two parts. Cool. Um, just, Lots to talk about. Well, they, well, we have plenty of time for our usual bullshit, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Um, so I would probably normally start this with, and by normally I mean the past two times I've had guests, uh, talking to you about who you are and where you come from and all of that. But um, we did that not we too did. long ago. Yeah. So why don't we go ahead and tell everybody the basic thesis, what we, why we chose stuff we chose, and then we'll play some music and then we can talk about it. Cool. Okay, so what do we do? Well, so actually, this is great. It's the last time we got together, we did the September 72 thing, right? Right. So we, we recorded that, and then we sat around and watched the, the fish was playing that night. We sat around and watched some of the fish show, and we looked at, um, I think it was Dead Lists, and we just were poking around at the the venues played listing on Dead List, which is not a perfect resource. Right. But then we got to looking at places they played one time only. And started building a little list. Some weird stuff on there. Some really weird stuff on there. <laughs> um, I think... So that was the theme. That was the thesis for this... Uh, what we put together here is... One-timers. One-time venues. Right. And one of the things I learned is that most of the one-time venues are from the 67, 69, 70, 71. Right. It seems um, like uh, at some point they... Had a pretty uh, stable touring schedule and venue-wise. It's almost like the same people started booking them over and over right, and over again. Right, so. and maybe like just as far <laughs> as uh, capacity, what right? They, you know what they could handle. But in those years, um, they were they were growing, so right. they were playing. Either they were playing a special event. A couple of these might be categorized as special events for sure or they were uh fishing into newer territory perhaps yeah yeah and um either, either way uh we get some interesting stuff some weird weird stuff weird wild stuff <laughs> still as the man once said right yeah so um let's stop bullshitting about it and we're gonna go ahead and play you what uh what we're calling set one although this will be part one and when we come back, we'll talk about what you heard. Sounds great. Let's do it. All right. Enjoy.
a little schoolboy too. Come on now, pretty baby, I just can't help myself 'cause you're so young and pretty. I don't want nobody else. Good morning, little schoolgirl. Then I come home, I went to To leave you, baby, about the break of day. All of the kind of the way you treat me, darling, I got to stay away. Come on now, pretty baby, ride or why don't you just ride on? You know I love you, darling. I got to get you all alone.
bear tracks looking back at me. The action rap on the forest too late. Bear's got a little big and is headed through the gate. He's big around the middle, floating protocol for rum. Running 90 miles an hour, taking 30 feet of Never been cut, but he's never been. Don't vote a drip on silver, the moon like a 
will start out through a dream that
something like a bird within her head. So sweet, it is passing by. Left in the sunshine, sing, cry in the dark, fly through the night.
Okay, so um, I don't have a great, easy-to-read list to put in front of you, Andy. Do you mind if I go ahead and read these back to everybody? Sure. So what we heard first was 51669 Campo Lindo High School in Moraga, California, with Good Morning Little School Girl and Doing That Rag. Then we had from July 3rd, 69, Reed's Ranch. Reed's Ranch. Say that three times real fast. Um, Colorado Springs. Colorado, of course, and then 3870 at possibly the Travel Lodge Theater in the Round at Phoenix, Arizona. And then uh, 12680, we jump forward in time 10 whole years to the Mill Valley Recreation Center in Mill Valley, California. And then we ended the set with a couple songs from April 3rd, 1982 at The Scope in Norfolk, Virginia. 
hometown show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get to that one. But right. um, let's talk about this Campo Lindo High School. Campo Lindo, um, a rather infamous show, it, it seems. Right. So this is a <laughs> funny show. Andy found a great uh, blog post about it um, from Jerry Garcia's Middle Finger uh, at Blogspot. We'll put the link in the uh, in the show notes where somebody had a story to tell about this show that was then staunchly refuted by all of the comments. Right. Every, pretty much every single comment says this guy's full of shit. Yeah. They, these things did not happen. And actually it's, uh, when you read it, you'll see why there's, uh, it's pretty outlandish claims on what, what went he, down at this show. Right. And pretty authoritative, uh, refutations by like, the class president and right. the, the treasurer. This, this show was put on by the senior class. Um, they did two shows that school year. So in the fall, they had Santana. Santana, right. The <laughs> Santana Blues Band, and that would be fall of 68. Right. And then they wanted to follow it again, and so they had the, the good old Grateful Dead. Yeah. And apparently it didn't go down too smoothly, the the dean of boys at the school was a bit of a hard ass. Right. As anybody who goes with the title dean is likely to be. Right. And I'm sure in the late 60s, uh, he was not a real cool guy. Yeah. No, he was probably not as hip as he wanted to be. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, apparently, um, a, a disputed rumor is that he pissed Jerry off because uh, Jerry couldn't told him he couldn't smoke cigarettes in the auditorium or the gymnasium or whatever and um, Jerry put his guitar in his case and walked off stage now it doesn't sound like that on the show it sounds like he's on the whole time um, but that's something that more than one person has said in those comments is that he put his guitar in the case got really pissed off and rolled out and walked right out um <laughs> Yeah, but if you listen to the recording of the show... Uh, he's there. Yeah, he's there and does not walk out. Um, maybe he walked out for the drums break in Love Light, and then they came back and finished it up. Right. It's not a very long show. Also regarded as not a very good show. Yeah, um, a certain legendary taper uh, posted in the comments... Quote, this is possibly the worst Grateful Dead concert ever played. <laughs> I don't think that's true. I think we could find someone that are a we, little we, worse than this. We could. We could. That's a whole other episode. Right. <laughs> Maybe a couple of them. Right. <laughs> but um, I actually think that um, taking, taken as it is, the schoolgirl has got some meat on it. And let's, let's just pause and think about Pigpen coming to your high school gymnasium and singing... Good morning, little schoolgirl, in his fine 1969 snarl form. Mm -hmm. I mean, oh man, you could get arrested for some of those lyrics these days, right? Quite problematic. Yeah, <laughs> problematic is a good word. Um, but uh, but it's it's a good version. Yeah. And then the do of that rag, it I <laughs> Andy's grinning at me already. <laughs> He's ready to shoot me down. I like this doing that rag. I know it's not perfect. But it's got some kind of it's got some kind of mustard on it, I, I, man. I don't know. It's it's very sloppy. Um, there's vocal issues. There's <laughs> uh, arrangement issues. Uh, I'm sure you could listen when after the first verse they just kind of 
do another round of chord changes without any singing. And then somebody, I believe it's Jerry's, yells out, second verse! <laughs> like, what? oh yeah, we gotta play the second verse. We haven't sang anything yet. They, they were just grooving, that's all. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna say they're probably tired and maybe not really given much of a shit because it's out of high school but I don't, uh, who knows who knows i mean what a long drive right. or something right. come on it's like right over the hill yeah, exactly <laughs> i don't know about tired but maybe they weren't jazzed by the scene or right. something but maybe, apparently uh, some of the less unreliable reports state that most of the folks who were there were like dead family like old ladies with babies on the hip and like they were they it was kind of their their scene their it wasn't crowd. just like high school kids Exactly. So, uh, I don't know, but I still dig it. And it seemed like it, I couldn't just do the schoolgirl. I felt like I we right. needed to hear that doing that rag. Right. And I mean, it, you know, them playing in a high school is pretty amazing. The only thing I could find analogous to that would be like when I was in high school, the Beastie Boys, right before Checkerhead came out, played at Lee District uh, Community Center up in Northern Virginia. What? And. Everybody and their brother went to that. I, I talked to people that from different high schools that I've just now run into that went to that show also. And it was high school kids running amok. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's the only thing I could even picture this show being like. How did I miss that? I don't know. It was amazing. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah. Or maybe the Grateful Dead playing at another high school. Um, Eleven years later, right? We'll get to that. We'll get to that for sure. <laughs> so, um, next up, we have Reed's Ranch, Colorado Springs. This is not not quite two months later on uh, July third, and um, it's a it's a cute little show. I really like this. I honestly. love these selections, and yes. you know why I picked them. Oh yeah, Jerry on pedal steel. Jerry Come on pedal steel. So he had just bought that pedal steel like two months prior. Right. So speaking of loose, he's very loose on that thing. Still trying to figure it out, obviously. Yep. Um, figuring out how to do how to play over chord changes on it, and it kind of fucks with the rest of the band. It seems um, there are some loose arrangements of chords and things, but it it is charming as opposed to like parts of that doing that rag which are just kind of <laughs> <laughs> not so charming not so charming <laughs> right they just don't it doesn't fit very well and in, in the green especially green green grass at home it's just it's a mournful tearjerker and having a, a weird like lag to the music uh works really well for me yeah, stoner country at its best for sure and it sounds like tc doing the little organ behind it plays really well against jerry's pedal steel yeah. There's a great uh, piece on the Hooter Rollin blog um, that talks about Jerry's history with pedal steel. I think it's Hooter Rollin. Uh, whatever it is, I'll get it right and put it in the show notes. Um, but it talks about you know when he started playing it and all the times he played it. And, right. And honestly, and this, this is a nice little pocket of Grateful Dead. This oh. this uh, June to July of '69, where he has the pedal steel and they play those really weird acoustic country tunes like Slewfoot and Green Green Grass, Silver Threads and Golden Needles, uh, shit like that. Yeah, it, it really is nice. And, the, you know, and you're getting the uh, Working Man's Dead material is coming into the, into right. the catalog. So 
little Bobby bit later. Bobby singing Dire Wolf. Bobby sings, <laughs> Bobby sings Dire Wolf that time, and Marin. Uh, you get a high time on this show. Right. Um, sitting on top of the world actually follows the slew foot that we played, uh, and that's pretty cool. And pretty it's nice awesome. that they still have that. That's one of their older numbers. And, right. Um, very cool stuff. Anyway, gotta love that pedal steel stuff. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Gorgeous. So after that... So this one, I think, actually might be a little dubious. Uh, we go to March 8th, 1970, Phoenix, Arizona. That part we know for sure. Um, there is some some sources say the venue is the Travelodge Theater in the Round. Some sources do not, uh, including the actual source for our recording, which I'm trying to pull up in front of me right now. And they call it the Star Theater. It's Charlie Miller's source of the show. And they did play at one of these places in, I think it's 68 or 69, they played with 10 years after. Um, so this might not actually be a uh, a one-off venue. Hmm. But, um, you know, if people wanted things to be exact, they'd probably listen to a Rush podcast, I think. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna do it the way we do it. If there is one of those, I would listen to it. I know you would. <laughs> um, you can go ahead and start it. I, I know a guy. Right. Um, <laughs> so uh, there is though a hot little China rider on this show, and and some other goodies. This is also Vince Walnick's first Grateful Dead show, first attended Grateful Dead show. It's actually very indicative of these early '70s shows. Uh, the High Time is real good on it. Uh, Black Peter, Direwolf, Direwolf, little acoustic stuff. Monkey mm. and the Engineer, right. all around the world. Um, weird thing happens though. Uh, after Katie May, they do an impromptu. It's it's they they jam on a blues, and somebody who is unnamed. And research has not revealed his name. Comes up and sings, and he's like the blues jam is really cool. <laughs> but I decided not to include that because of the vocals. I just couldn't <laughs> hang with it myself. You might like it, um, and I encourage you to check it out. And if you're out there and you were at this show and you know who that guy is, cool. Um, but he sticks around. Uh, on the not fade away and the love light, there's a little rando <laughs> harmonica. We talked about that kind of thing when uh, Jesse was on the show. Jesse Jarno was on the show about random guests, right? Which obviously, after a certain point, became fewer and farther between, right? Uh, to the point of nil. Uh, just not long after this, I would say, right, right. So, but unique and interesting show. There's also a Yellow Dog story, a nice complete Yellow Dog story. So if you've never heard the Yellow Dog story. You can go hear the yellow dog story, um, but Andy begged me not to put it on. <laughs> I did not say that. <laughs> I did not say that. You can yellow dog all you want. He didn't beg me not to put it on. He said, we don't really need we don't, it. We don't need it. That's true. I did a uh, sucker guy at work into listening to it. I was like, oh, it's got the yellow dog story on it. He was like, what's the yellow dog story? And I said, you don't know the yellow dog story? <laughs> You're in for a treat. <laughs> hit play and now he too like, is infected with the like, memory of the yellow dog story sucks <laughs> all that for that yeah oh man what a letdown <laughs> i like it um so then we then we so uh, time jump 
time and, jump. And some of the time jump, it's not because there were no one-off venues in between 3870 and our next one at 12680. It was just, you know, I wanted the songs to hang together. And they kind of do. So we jump forward to Mill Valley Recreation Center, Mill Valley, California. This is a nice little bird song. This is an audience recording, and it was tape made by Betty Cantor Jackson. No, no PA. To whom we are eternally grateful. For yeah. sure. No PA on this. And I love a little bird song. Andy, you want to tell us a little about this event? Sure. This is actually a, a pretty special show. Um, it was to benefit the local muscle dis- muscular dystrophy association um, uh, up, up there in Mill Valley. Um, from what I've read, it is a classmate of Justin Kreutzmann was uh, part of the head muscular dystrophy and was part of the association and they Justin went to Billy about maybe doing something for the kids you know to benefit and they put this on so this venue is just a rec center there was maybe 70 people there there's actually a really great photo of um, Bill Graham driving Jerry around in his motorcycle and Jerry's in the sidecar. So uh, it seems like a very um, familial, uh, close-knit event, very community-driven, which is pretty amazing that they did something like that in 1980. And, and there there are mics on stage, so vocal mics. So there, there must are. be a, a vocal PA, and Phil looks like he's playing an electric. Right. Jerry and Bobby acoustic, and the drummers, you can hear them on like acoustic percussion and there's a an upright piano right on the stage that Brent's playing. Well, there's a great little picture that um <laughs> I see you found it on Thoughts of the Dead. Thoughts of the Dead, I right? Love that blog. Um <laughs> anyways, uh there's a great little picture there from there. We'll put that in the show notes. And actually uh, on the Thoughts of the Dead, uh there's a little blurb at the bottom that's like uh the picture is grainy, but it looks like Jerry's smoking in front of the kids. <laughs> and it's like a line of, of children in wheelchairs. <laughs> Yeah, one, at least one of which has a steal your face on it. Right. And so another little interesting note about this. There was a movie made in 1990 called When You Remember Me. It was a TV movie um, starring Fred Savage. Nice. And it's he plays a, a young boy who has muscular dystrophy and is in a, confined to a wheelchair. And he is one of the kids that goes to this Grateful Dead concert. Wow. I don't know anything else about it except for it's him, Ellen Bernstein... And uh, nobody's favorite shitbag, uh, Kevin Spacey, apparently. God damn it. I know. Disappointment. Um, I've never heard of this movie. Neither uh, have I. I couldn't, all I found was I couldn't find any kind of trailer or anything. It's a TV movie, so who knows where it's at. But uh, it's interesting that they made it out of this story. Yeah, uh, somebody's got a pull that out on their their old vhs and put it on youtube please because i gotta see that right also just um, for the fred savage content right (laughs) and also the uh the actual um lineup for this particular show was clowns the grateful dead santa claus fuck yes yeah they they opened up for the big man (laughs) that's a good gig (laughs) that's a good gig because it is right around christmas you know uh, december 6th that's awesome. So, um, great bird song, actually. I really enjoyed really this. And there, and the rest of the set is really nice as well. There's, uh, I think there was some noise on. Uh, actually, it was some kind of hot levels. I think in the photo you can see where her mics are set up, 
over off in the far right of the picture and it makes sense because it seems like the piano is actually overloading the mics on um uh, oh babe it ain't no lie which i w- wanted to include here but it was just a little too too much right so we uh we just kept it at the bird song which is lovely which is lovely you should check out the whole show though i mean if you like any of this 1980 acoustic stuff it's uh it might not reach the highs of some of the better shows but um just for uh being there and for the intimate space it's uh it's kind of uh and being recorded on an audience it's a very nice sounding audience recording yeah oh no it's it stands well with i think most of the other acoustic sets of the year for sure so um and then we bounce skip a little bit further into the future to april 3rd 1982 to the scope in norfolk virginia we had an althea and let it grow and I gotta say, I, I, I figured you couldn't go wrong with the Alfia, right? And I don't think you do. No. And the Let It Grow has got some, it's got some mustard in it. Um, it gets a little sloppy on the edges, as will happen. Right. But uh, but it's a nice little Let It Grow, and um, I think it closes out our set pretty well. Also, hometown show, right? Andy and I both went to uh, college for a time down in Norfolk at right. Old Dominion University different times but Mm -hmm. um and but both equally brief (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah i I blame the grateful dead Uh, yeah i do too (laughs) um but they uh i when i was there i attended a show at scope not a dead show i um i saw ozzy osbourne on the No More Tours tour. Oh, the No More Tours tour. Yeah, man. And it was, uh, the the openers were Sepultura. Awesome. And Allison James. Oh, no kidding. That was when Dude had his cast on, and he was scooting around in the wheelchair, and then hopping up, and Zach Wilde was playing guitar for Ozzy, and it was uh, pretty okay. Ozzy was pretty fat. Right. <laughs> and kind of sat. Right. And... And I'm still planning to sue because apparently there were not no more tours. Right. That's not proper English, but you know what I mean. Yes. It was not the final tour. False advertising. Totally false advertising. (laughs) He's on a list of artists that that owe me one for that. Right, right. (laughs) Good show, though? It was was a lot of fun. Lots of Sabbath? It was uh, a fair amount of Sabbath. Right. Yes, he he gave it up. He's, uh, between walking around and said, "Put your hands in the air," I can't fucking hear you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and Allison Chains were awesome. Right. And Sepultura, who I was not familiar with, and I have never listened to since. Really great. Were pretty kick ass. Yeah. Actually, that was quite an experience. Apparently, they were short a guitar player that day too. Huh. One of the because I guess they have two, and they one do. guy was not well or something, but. Well, A, I never would have known, but uh, they they were pretty powerful. Yeah. Intense. Yes. Speaking of precise and accurate music. Right. <laughs> that's what they were doing up there. Yes, and yes it they was were. pretty intense. Yes, indeed. So, um, <laughs> but we digress. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, that was set one of the one-off venues andy do you have any more notes you want to share with anybody on this stuff before we uh shut it down and send them off for a couple weeks um i don't think so i think that's all i have for right now okay. um yeah that's that, it then that's all you guys get all right okay so uh thanks again andy for uh being on yes sir we're gonna bring it back in two weeks two one, weeks one two 
and uh, with a bunch more music. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you. Take care. All right. Thank you.